This is a public service announcement brought to you by Kamuski Sports. The hosts of the Ricky Williams Trilogy are not quote football experts or football analysts. The hosts are fans. Duke Thompson, Moose, and John B. Easy live on the crossroads of fandom and sports. The hosts of the shows do not have intentions to offend, but it may happen. If you are offended, please stay calm and keep listening to the podcast. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Ricky Williams Trilogy Podcast, hosted by Duke Thompson, John B. Easy Durnell, and Seamus the Moose Anderson. We are Blinded by Fandom. Oh yes, everybody. Welcome to the Ricky Williams Trilogy. One, two, three, we're all here today. You're here with John B. Easy Durnell with Duke Thompson and Seamus the Moose Anderson. Folks, what do we need to talk about right now? We need to talk about this week. Hail Murray! That's right, at the very end of the game between the Buffalo Bills and the Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray threw up a prayer. As a matter of fact, there was more time on the clock. He probably should have ran another play, but the play was broken. There's no time left. In a frantic Race to the end. He threw up this magical prayer and went high into the air. And who helps him out? D Hop, everybody. D Hop leaps into the air amongst three grown men, rips it from the sky, and brings that shit down for a touchdown, everybody. It was the most dramatic play this past week, and it really just sent Josh Allen and probably his MVP hopes past. Uh, <laughs> Duke, how did you feel after seeing the future of the NFL? Because you know what? Kyler Murray, no matter how short he is, he is the future. Maybe not this year. I mean, we still know the Cardinals aren't going to make it to the Super Bowl, but he is the future. Well, I'm excited, man. Uh, I'm excited, too, because D-Hop was on my team, and catching that touchdown just sealed my fantasy football victory. I'm coming back from a losing record now, so I am happy. All right, all right, all right. Well, let's calm down. Let's talk. Let's talk about the play on the field. Because you know why the Cardinals deserve some kind of happiness, and I actually think that you know, I mean, hey, you never know. They make the playoffs, dude. You know, they're top of the division right now above the Seahawks. If the if it was the old playoff format, the Seahawks wouldn't be in the playoffs yet. So. Good for the Cardinals. I like, uh, I'm excited about the game this week with the Cardinals and Seahawks on Thursday night. Should be a hell of a game. I'm excited. And yes, Kyler Murray, you may have to be my new adopted team and you might do new adopted quarterback after that. All right, all right. You can't just start adopting teams because you're mad with the Titans. But look, no, hey, hey, hey. No one said that the Cardinals weren't going to make the playoffs, Duke. I said the Cardinals won't make the Super Bowl. They, they won't. They're not going to. Moose, we'll check in with you. Moose, what are the Cardinals' chances of making the Super Bowl? You know, that's that's a great question. That's a great question, Beasy. And the answer is, I don't fucking know. I don't think anybody knows a thing about football this year. But with that being said, man, they have a chance to make a run with Kyler Murray back there. They they do. Now, I don't think I don't think they'll beat a team like Tampa or Green Bay. I don't. I think those are like the two teams that I don't see them beating. And and you know what? I think they can beat the Seahawks again. I think they can beat the Rams again. I don't think that's an issue. 
I think their division is a non-issue for them. The way the way they're playing on offense, man, compared to those defenses. And Kyler Murray, he's not going to be scared of Donald, man. He can get away from him. So I just don't necessarily know, Be Easy, how many teams in that division can beat them. The Saints, maybe. I'd say the Saints, Tampa Bay, and Green Bay are the only three teams right now in the NFC that I think are better than the Cardinals, honestly. Now, again, it, what you're saying is partial fact, but let's be honest here. Two of their victories fact. were miracle prayers at the end of the game. Now, if, if they don't have miracles, they've lost two extra games. A W is a W. Yeah, I know, but these W's aren't going to be made that way in the, in the postseason, man. Your, your team's the only team that's had a fucking miracle. Look, dude, miracles do happen. We're doing the miracle on ice. Russia, America, come on, people! Whoa, whoa! You watch, you watch your fucking mouth. You watch your, you fucking watch your mouth. All right, look, I'm not gonna watch my mouth because I'm gonna say what I'm gonna have to say. All right, yes, it was an underdog team, but they played the full game and won the game. All right, a miracle is nonsense at the end of the game, in which the team really had no business winning, and then they pull off a miracle, like a hail mary or the you know, Music City Miracle, nonsense like that. The the Miracle on Ice, they were winning the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's a different miracle, I guess. They were just underdogs. They weren't supposed to control the Russians like that. That was a professional hockey team. They were the, the, whatever, dude. The 88 Dodgers weren't supposed to win. Like, analysts say stupid shit wait, all the wait, time. So you think, wait, so you think the Miracle on Ice in 1980, this is a legit question. I'm not trying to talk shit. You, you like, don't think that was a miracle? You think they were just talking shit? During, during the Cold War? The Bay of Pigs? Come on, man. <laughs> first off, first off, anytime you put professionals out there on the same general activity, you have to believe Now I'm triggered. You called hockey an activity. What is going on today, Beast? <laughs> I said professionals. I said professionals. Just called hockey hockey and activity. That's why you are starting off on the wrong foot with me today. <laughs> yes, I am. When you're out there doing your recreational activities. I would love to see you go in front of the IOC and argue that hockey's not a sport. <laughs> <laughs> right. But 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 fight hard for like NASCAR. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> but but no, dude, seriously, like, I, I believe that if you're putting professionals out there, no matter what, like, it has to actually be achieved by the other team. You can say all you want to that one team is better than the other. That's fine. But, like, you have to physically achieve it. You know, like, you don't know what can happen. Like, I mean, what if one day, you know, in game six, Michael Jordan tore his groin? You know what I'm saying? Like, he wouldn't know that was going to happen. But maybe it Miracle. happened, and then the Utah Jazz finally win a championship. Like, you don't know. Right. You know, that, that would have been a miracle. Yeah. <laughs> that was a miracle because, you know, they were amateurs playing professional Russians at the time. No, it's fine. You're just a communist. It's all good. We get it now. <laughs> I'm, not a con I'm not a communist either, okay? First off, steroids eventually wear down and we all know Russia's always on them so like i don't understand how this is truly a miracle when your steroids give out it's man like straight up like 
crappy, like people who couldn't even play with their college teams or some crap. Yeah, dude, but when you're banged up on steroids, you don't recover as quickly. We've learned that. We weren't on steroids. They were. They couldn't recover as quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got lost. Let's get. I think we got lost somewhere because. <laughs> oh, oh, was that was was it my besmirching of the Russians? They were offended. I was offended for them. It's all good. How are you offended? They get caught literally every Olympics for steroids. How is that a thing? I said the Americans would take you steroids, and I was confused by that. Wow. Oh. Well, yeah, the Russians, which makes it even more of a miracle because the Americans won, man. You're just getting proven <laughs> wrong all over the place tonight, Beasy, already. But let me ask you this, Beasy. Uh, right? No, you don't think the Cardinals time. have a shot in hell, is what you're telling me, at the Super Bowl. Like, do you think they can make it? Like make a run to the NFC Championship. Like, what what are your thoughts on how far the Cardinals could go? I mean, I think it'll be based on uh, matchup and home field advantage, if that even really matters at this point. But it really doesn't. Uh, but honestly, I, I see them getting bounced before the championship round. I I don't see them making it there. Um, if they're in the wild card, they might be able to pull out like a, a squeaky wild card victory, and they get bounced the next round. Either way, I feel like they're just getting bounced in the second round. It's, 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 it's just. So they're losing divisional round to, I'm assuming, one of the teams I slated, the Saints, the Bucks, or the Packers. Do you think there's anybody else? Like, do you think the Eagles or Giants could squeak out a win in the divisional round against the Cardinals? I mean, honestly, I feel like they could lose to anybody that's worth a damn in their own division, honestly. Like, I mean, you they, they didn't. As far as I'm concerned, they didn't beat the Seahawks. They just outlasted the Seahawks. You know what I'm saying? Don't, don't belittle them because of the steal the Cardinals. And Kyler Murray's like three foot one out there. I'm okay, I get no. See, now you're, now you're sliding them in. <laughs> now you're sliding him because he's a wee man. No, I'm, I'm sliding him because these victories aren't these victories aren't victories that I think can translate into good postseason play. I'm just uh, that's just how I, I look at it. I'm sorry. Like these aren't victories where you're looking at it, where you're like they controlled it the whole way through. These are usually games where it's like literally ping pong back and forth and they just somehow slip it out at the end. You know what I'm saying? Like they're like no babies for me. You know, like they pull they pull out just in time and get the victory. And I don't understand if they can. I, I just don't think they can constantly do that. I have a question for you, John. Yes. Do you remember what the Chiefs record was at this time last year? The Chiefs record this time last year? Six and three. Six no, and three. Man, I don't know. Six and two. Oh, I said six and two. Well, whatever. I was one off. It doesn't matter because you won the Super Bowl and it could happen in the Cardinals this year with Kyler Murray throwing. Well, because things were different. We were also without Patrick Mahomes for a little while. That's a little different, dog. Like that it doesn't matter if you won the Super Bowl. That's all I'm saying. Like now you're talking about how important regular season records are. It doesn't matter. I'm like, not saying it's important how right the regular season record. I'm saying it's important how you win games. You're not that's not the same translation, dog, at all. I understand. I just want to believe in Kyler Murray and I want to believe in this little Cinderella. I don't care who you want to believe in, dude. Baker Mayfield's been winning games. Do you believe in him winning the Super Bowl? Likeable. Kyler Murray's a lot more likable. No, 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 no. But no, no. But but no. You you're berating my ass over Kyler Murray possibly being a Super Bowl contender. Tell me Baker Mayfield can't be one then. Because he ain't got the heart. 
No, screw you. He's winning games. That's all it seems to be what you think it matters. Because the postseason, you got to have heart, man. It's all about the heart. It's like a Disney story every day. Dancing around on luck, man. He ain't dancing around on heart. This is luck, man. This is some lucky shit that's happening for my man. Skill, man. Skill for days. Skill my ass, dude. He threw the ball while a man was draped on him like a wet blanket. He just hucked that shit. Like, come on now. But if Mahomes did it, you'd be like praising as the greatest play ever. If he did it left-handed, yes. If he did it with his right hand, I'd be like, yeah, he just left it up there. Such an ass. (laughs) But he put... But he pulled that off with his left hand. I'd be like, God damn. <laughs> can't even give the kid his props, man. <laughs> oh, golden boy, man. That's sad, dude. I'm just saying, dude, that, I mean, that looked like whoa, a Doug whoa, Flutie play. Whoa. Did Doug Flutie win a Super Bowl? No. I mean, people have been praising Aaron Rodgers for years for like two Hail Marys. He threw it to a guy. Listen, and, and here's the thing, too. Having DeAndre, having... You can say whatever you want. There's free speech. I don't give a fuck, like easy. But what I'm saying did. is that, <clears throat> and listen, having DeAndre Hopkins jump over three men, yeah, that obviously helps. And the other thing, too, is, listen, the Seahawks beat themselves. Russell Wilson beat himself. It's his third or fourth game with three-plus turnovers. That's not good. Okay, so that much I'll give you. But I am going to I am gonna side. I'm going to side with Duke. Only for this reason, easy, is that it can happen any given Sunday, bro. It really can. We could see, we could see Drew Brees and the Saints getting taken down by. It. Come on, dude. Lies. You, we've seen lies. You only you only say that because you got beat. You by the you are you are teetering <laughs> on an edge tonight, my friend. All right, we're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna get a flight. I'm gonna risk everyone's <laughs> life just so, just just so I can look up at all six four yeah, and you do not that. do you anything. Do that. I mean, dude, here's the thing. It's just an understanding that we know the Cardinals just don't quite have what it takes because they're just not quite winning the games the way that you would expect that of a Super Bowl champion team. You made fun of me last year when I was just joking with you. I said, I'll meet your team in the AFC Championship. And you laughed. And you said, now you want to get past the divisional ladder. But no, it happened, John. That did happen. I want to dig up that audio somewhere. Let's talk about that. You just. Yeah, you did. Your team did make it to the AFC championship. I laughed it off and it, it happened. Yes, you were right. Oh, we're going to see all this year. Just call it now. Call it now. You think I'm, Arizona's going to get in there. Just call it. Hell, uh, hell yeah. Why not, dude? Kyle Murray, man, that's hot out there, man. He, all right. He wants to win, man. He wants to be the best because he wants to take a franchise that is older than any of our teams and actually win a Super Bowl with them, man. All right, dude. Well, that look. team was created before Arizona was a state. Oh, I'm sorry. Were you born the year yeah, after? Like, Jesus, old man Rivers. Give me a fucking NFL. break. Move on to the next thing, then. Yes, I was, dog. <laughs> Whatever, dude. I watched the whole 100 years of football thing like I'm supposed to. No, you watched 100 years of football. Look at me. I'm be easy. The miracle was a miracle. I hate America. Go Come on now. NFL.com, they were trying to show us some history. You should have. 
because we I learned that the Rams were the first L.A. team. You see, you learn a lot. Of, Jesus, yes, I did know there was a Cold War, but it was always warm for me in beautiful USA. All right, anyway, so <laughs> speaking of war, there is war out there on the field, everybody. Week to week, teams are winning, teams are losing. One team that lost this past week is a team that probably needed a victory. They've been kind of puttering along here recently, and they found the divisional game a little too tough for them. Thursday night game at home, the Tennessee Titans decided to give a good show in the first half, and then got to come out in the second half. Even though, with confidence, Duke sent us a message saying that Vrabel will have them ready in the second half. Well, he didn't have them ready for anything but a good old-fashioned ass with it. Uh, I've never seen such aggression. Uh, the Colts decided to go for it on every fourth down. They were like, eh, who cares about a field goal? I want to try to ram it down their throat. And they were successful more times than not, which had to be discouraging for the Titans' defense. Eventually, the bending and bending broke real hard, and that damn water came roaring through, and the beating was just out of control. Like, I, at first, you know, you thought, oh, well, the Colts now have control, and then, you know, like, well, maybe the Titans can bounce back, and then it just, it just got out of hand. Now, Duke, you were crying a lot on the phone uh, in text message. How did you get through it? I mean, I, I, I really kind of forgot about it, but thanks for bringing up the pain. I mean, you know, I thought we could skip oh. But it's oh no no no, sir! You know you know me, and I and you know the fact that you always say that I don't watch Titan games. And this year, I go out of my way to make sure. <laughs> we just shit the bed, man. Um, it hurts. The it, we had hope. I mean, it just hurts more because old man Rivers was up there like lighting us up, like he was a Hall of Fame quarterback. I mean, it's debatable if he is a Hall of Famer. I mean, he's a choke artist. I don't know. I mean, he had Tomlin, he had Thomason back there. Back honestly, in. if they're gonna let Peyton Manning in there, they'll let him in. Oh, ouch! Wow, that's a sad trouble for Peyton Manning there, because yeah, I agree with John. But <laughs> like, so, I mean, the two of them are amazing regular season quarterbacks. Am I wrong? Everything turned south, and it was I blame Moose for this. Was the text message I got after AJ Brown dropped the pass? He was completely right, dude. I told you that sucked the momentum out of the game. I mean, if we had gone up fourteen nothing, I think we'd have been like rocking and rolling. But Boost was right; that just sucked it out of there. And then, for some reason, my coaching staff decides to go with a punter this week, who was driving a FedEx truck the a few days before he got the call. And my question is, why are we doing that? Because, right? There, aren't there, like, other punters that have, like, punted the ball before? Like, I know punters aren't, like, a, like pres they're, they're a precious commodity, I get it. But, like, there's been punters who have been, like, released recently. Dude, Marquette, Marquette King is still sitting there without a job, man. Do you guys, do you guys remember Marquette from the XFL or AAF? Which one was it? Yes. Yeah, he and he got the, sent he, down well, before the season the even started. He got he got cut, and for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. No, because he had booming kicks. That man must have screwed somebody's wife or some shit. You know he did. You know he did. 
he he dirty deep dicked him. Yeah, he dirty he dirty deep he dirty deep. He dirty deep somebody the wrong. Blacklisted because that man still has talent and nobody can fucking bring him up. Uh, so we bring in this FedEx kid and he shanks it his first time out. After we should have, we after we stopped the Colts on, on the goal line, fourth and one. You know what you should do though, dude. You should you should do what I did. You should troll your team with 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 facts about King and his and his kicking and see if they'll eventually go get him. I mean, I got rid of Alex. I know. So he shanks it seventeen yards, man. He shanked it seventeen yards. Yes, Jonathan is the reason why Alex Smith got cut. That's, uh, we'll, we'll come out with that in the future. So, but this kid shanked it. And I told Moose earlier, I said, Moose, do you think you can kick it 17 yards? And Moose was like, I yeah. could kick it more than 17 Easily. yards. I could drunk. probably kick it farther drunk, to be honest with you. Well, I don't know. Well, no, I mean, technically that was 17 net, correct? So, like, you know, he was 10, what, about 10 yards deep? So we're talking about that's about a 27 yarder. Oh, know. oh, all right, all right. To yards. to the test, to the T, <laughs> I got twenty seven yards, easy, bro, easy. <laughs> Actually, man, uh, you should go out there, man, and uh, the Pokemon see that tomorrow, man. Just fucking warm. Yeah, dude. Yeah, see if you, <laughs> it's, it's gonna look. It's gonna look ugly. <laughs> yeah, dude. And if and if you pull something, I will laugh my ass off. But I would say, I would say, I can. I mean, it's not oh gonna have God. the hang time of an NFL, <laughs> an NFL punter. But what are you gonna line drive it thirty yards? <laughs> no, no. I'll t- listen, listen, listen. If I've learned anything from Pat McAfee, it's that you can do anything you aspire to even kick a fucking egg-shaped ball. So, yeah, I think I could get it over 17 yards, and I think I'd have at least three seconds of hang time at 17 yards. That's, that's a joke, dude. Three seconds, dude. Yeah, that's, I don't know about that, Bruce. I mean, I'd, yeah, well, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. We'll get that video uh, footage, and we'll also check to see if it's been doctored. Yeah, money on it, man. I mean, I think, I think $20, the man can do it. I don't know. We're at, we're, again, we're going to have to check to see if it's been doctored. You know, they can do kids these days can do anything on the internet, dude. I'll outkick Bruce, man. Did you I say you will outkick me? <laughs> oh, oh, I would double the the money on that. Yeah, bet, I was like, so. well, I don't know about that. I'm I'm limber as hell. I mean, Duke, I don't know if you're like, I don't know if I've ever seen your leg get above your knee. Like, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, didn't didn't you know BZ's kicking for Green River Jesus. right now, kid? Oh mercy, we've got off the rails here today, folks. We've really got off the rails. Back to my rant, it was awful. It was just like just we. Right, John knows when you lose to a divisional rival, it hurts even more. And to get blown out like that, because the game got out of hand on special teams, and that was just ridiculous. That should never happen. That made us look like a peewee team. I'm scared. And I told Moose earlier, I'm picking against my team the rest of the season, I believe. I just don't believe in them no more. I can't after seeing what happened last week. Now, a real question, though, Duke, and you can chime in on this as well if you like, Moose. 
how do you truly feel about a team being that aggressive against you on fourth down and succeeding so often? And how like how does that make you feel going? To be fair, too, they were fifty percent against Tennessee. Team? I don't know exactly how many they ran, but they were fifty percent, and and that that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Oh, oh, I know, but I. That's yeah, the, so I three for six on fourth downs, like and I don't six, have the metrics, correct? but any I just wanted to interject real quick to tell you their percentage, but that's yeah, that's first off, that's very aggressive, and secondly, that's a pretty high percentage while being said aggressive, you know. You know what that is? I'll tell you exactly what it is. It's like that moment in life when you see somebody making somebody else them the bitch, you know. I ain't never been in the pen. You're gonna have to tell me what that's like. Dude, was pretty much his bitch, dude. Like, it was nuts, man. I mean, I've never seen a man's dignity go out of his body so fast. But it was it was like that. I mean, I was getting mad because it felt like you were disrespecting us. But yet, I, wasn't, I was mad at myself, too, and mad at the defense because I knew we couldn't stop it. I mean, if we right. couldn't stop him on third down, how the hell are we going to stop him on fourth down? And it and it was it was getting it was disconcerting because like they didn't care where it was on the field. Like the first time they did it, they were on their own side of the field and they were going for Rivers and, and they got it. In a, in a struggling rookie quarterback, right? you know, Naheem Hines like, though has been very good, but yeah, he has. He has. He has. They, he's been really balling out as of late. I'm gonna say this in regards to the Titans as a whole. I oversold their defense. Yeah, I I oversold their defense. I thought their defense was going to be a lot better this year, and it seems like you guys are just missing some key components. I mean, it's been it's been quite easy to even throw against you guys, which is not a norm with Mike Vrabel, anyways. It hasn't been. You know why? Like we literally do not have a defensive coordinator. We have some guy who is assistant coach. All right, all right. We can't. You can't. You can't just label people some guy. Dude, I don't even know who he is. He's like assistant <laughs> linebacker guys, but he's not truly like his title is not defensive coordinator. We don't have an actual. And Mike Vrabel is out there like calling defensive plays, and I don't know what's going on, man. It's just coaching, man. We lost. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Real quick, is Dean Pease not there anymore? He retired last year, didn't he? So they don't have a defensive coordinator at all. It's Mike Vrabel. Vrabel was pulling the whole Belichick bullshit, which I don't even think Belichick ever did. Are you kidding me? We we haven't had a defensive coordinator in like eight seasons. (laughs) Or wait, it was since Patricia. Since Patricia, we haven't had a defense. We we do you remember last year we we um we hired Greg Schiano and right before the season he said um, I'd rather take some time with my family, and then he got the Rutgers job. So really, it was Belichick going, "You're you're not gonna do this job well." So I'm I'm just I'm just gonna do it for us. So Vrabel was trying to pull Belichick, which you know never fucking do. I know that like he. Well, I mean, I think Vrabel's the best, but I think he just got cocky, man. I think it's like. Look, dude, anybody would do better at this point because if we can't stop a team on third down, we're complete garbage. Like, Adoy's not out there. And, like, I don't well, know. Well, here's the thing you guys were stopping on third, but then you'd let him get it on fourth. And then that was the problem there, you know? Like, yeah, that's the problem, man, because it's like, dude, disrespected. So it's just a problem after problem after problem. And I'm scared. 
Adoy Jackson's supposed to be back this week, so hopefully that's going to happen, but I don't know if it is. Uh, well, just, you were talking about the Belichick tree, and so we should probably talk about Belichick a little bit because his team pulled out a victory. Yes, I forgot. And also get some audio with that. Yes, team. yes, yes. So the New England Patriots pulled off a, quite a victory on Sunday Night Football, everybody, going up against the Baltimore Ravens in a game that people weren't really giving the Patriots a lot of credit on. Uh, they just came off of a shaky victory against the New York Jets. Then they somehow pulled out a barely just, I'd say, commanding victory against the Ravens. It felt like they had control of the game pretty much the whole time. Now, with that being said, I'm sure the Moose felt great. Uh, it's been a while since he's probably felt good about his team, probably since maybe like week two. So now <laughs> let's get yeah, back man, to it. Listen, I feel, I feel Moose, great, how dude. I, how can you not? You know, in a season like this where you lost Tom Brady, lost Dante Hightower, Van Noy, Collins, the, the, the list goes on. The way you said you lost Tom so Brady. So, we'll, I like mean, basically we all did. Right. Basically, <laughs> it was just one giant crash on 93 oh, in the middle of Boston. Yeah, that's pretty much what happened. But, no, I, I, listen, my expectations are very short of high. Right. Like, I think they have to be. And I think they have been all season. I love my team. I want them to win every week. But the real, you know, the reality is that it's just not going to happen that way. But uh, the boys looked great. We looked good on defense. I still think Baltimore has a lot of work to do with that offense. I think Lamar is all but figured out. Marquise Brown is a non-factor. And we lock down tight ends like it's nobody's business. And and do you think we're going to let jk dobbins and gus edwards run like route on us no it's not gonna happen so yeah like i'm wondering what the hell the ravens are doing i mean i guess they bought in too much on brown but like you don't have you need to have another big threat to give brown right willie sneed willie sneed had a fucking game though willie sneed had i think Right, and it was only sixty. Right, and it was only sixty-four receiving yards. So it wasn't. It wasn't good. It was. It was relevant. That I'll say that it was relevant. No, yeah, well, exactly. And and you need him to be relevant. It it amazes me that Jackson still had two hundred forty-nine yards. Like it because it didn't seem like he had that that number or anywhere close to that number the whole game. So I mean. Well, it's just because the yards were just at right. times where it wasn't needed. You know, it felt like, you know, like when they needed the time. Right, Exa- exactly. The yards, and the one thing I'm excited about, BZ, you know? moving forward with the Patriots is uh, is one, Damian Harris. The kid is actually good. He is he is fast. He runs downhill and he finds holes. And it's something we've been looking for for years, man. And we thought we had it in Sony Michelle. Don't know why, <laughs> but we thought we had it there. Now we have it with Damien, so he's yeah, on IR. He, I mean, he's just not playing, dude. Call? He's he's I mean, no good. He's phony Michelle is his nickname in New England. So, yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's bad. It's oh, ooh, right. But the one thing I'm excited about, the one thing, BZ, <laughs> and I bet you know exactly where I'm going with this. The one thing I was excited about was Jacoby Myers throwing a touchdown pass. Now. That to some people oh, that may be like, yeah. oh, it's a fucking it was a it was a flea flicker like it was a it was a trick play, yeah. 
But you know the only two guys we've ever we've ever really ran trick plays with? It worked. Edelman. <laughs> Amendola, I think, had one pass. But there was That's what I was thinking too. I was like I was thinking I was like Edelman and Amendola are the there, only ones that I feel like. There was, and there was one the more pass. player. That there was one something. more player um in two thousand, <laughs> but your boy was a little bit young, so I don't know his exact name. Um it's not Ben Coates. Yeah, no. So I, I, I don't know. I but there was said. one other to throw a touchdown pass to Troy Brown. And then Edelman has a touchdown pass. And now Jacoby Myers. And Jacoby Myers played quarterback in college and high school. So, you know, the thing is, is that I like to see the creativity. And, you know, Cam Newton's still still the man, wins or not. He, he's great for this organization. I think he's great for this region. So. He wasn't playing well. I still think the guy's a great guy, though. There's a difference. No, I just think he's like, he's a quarterback I can look up to. Like, he says everything right. He does everything right here. And I'm not going to be mad at him. He's getting paid a million dollars to be here. Like, I can't be mad at him. Right. Right. He is getting. We're watching Nick Foles do the same exact thing week in and week out with better talent, a, a newer body. Uh, and, and and not nearly as hard of a of a of a playbook. So he'll get paid, dude. He's gonna get all. He's gonna hit all of his sinners this year, man. You guys still got a good chance at a playoff, a playoff win. His passing yards, he can still hit. But that's fine I mean, because that's be incentives that don't matter this year. And then, Hey, the sinners are everything, man, because that means you earned it, man. Yeah, because my bad. I thought I thought you were talking about against the cap. I will mean, it matter? That was that was my misunderstanding. No, yeah, he will he will get paid more than a million five this year, Abs- absolutely, and he deserves it, dude. The shit he's taken on Boston Sports Radio right radio right now is it's insulting, man. I mean, like, what did we expect out of a guy who's been all but thrown out of the league? Nobody wanted him in the offseason. I'm, I'm happy for him, man. I'm happy for him. I'm happy for the Pats this weekend. Uh, uh, and, and I'm glad that I'm going to be back in the happy fan base this week. Oh, here's your happy oh, quarterback bring talking it to me. about uh, your head coach for you, buddy. I appreciate his greatness even more. He's an unbelievable teacher of the game. And I think that's not highlighted enough especially from a person of his caliber and his status, you know, having the success that he's had over, you know, the X amount of years that he's been here or even been anywhere coaching. That's your QB, man. He's talking the right yeah. words, man. Speaking the right Patriot language, man. He's in the ring of Bill, man. Oh, you think so? Oh, I don't. I, I think he's gone after this year, bud. Really? Uh, Dude, every time he throws a ball, it does look like his whole body's about to implode. Yeah, the only way he's going to have a home there is if he can manage to get them into the AFC Championship. If If he gets them there, and if they lose a close one or even win it, he'll get a home. Yeah, massive, man. I mean, just with stats and making it deep into the playoffs alone, but to be honest with you, BZ, if he makes it to the divisional round, that's more than Tom Brady did last year for us, and he didn't give a shit about this team. So you know what? If he makes it to the divisional round, I'll fight for that. I'll fight for him to be back. He's got one year under his belt in the hardest offense in the league, without a doubt. Yeah, if he makes it to the 
to the D, man, yeah, I'm all about it. But I'm not expecting to go much past that unless we play the the Ravens or the Titans. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. That was a joke. Oh, ooh, ooh. All right, all right. Before we start getting him back on it. Hey, no, you can take as many shots as you want to after last <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not going to take any more shots right now. But we wanted, we want to talk about the fact that most of the games this week were decided by pretty much just one score. There were a few games that were not. Uh, one of those games involved the Eagles and the Giants. The Giants somehow pulled off a victory by two scores against the Eagles, something that was pretty much not expected, but... I guess technically possible if you have Carson Wentz at the helm. And now it's time for my top five, everybody. Yes, play the music for me. It's that time of week for John B. Easy. I got everybody, my top five this week are the top five teams that probably need a regime change, everybody, because things are just not looking good week to week. Why are we still trotting out these same coaches? Number five on the list might be controversy because he just got there, but damn it, he probably needs to go. It's time for the Dallas Cowboys to probably look at the helm and maybe make some decisions because at this point in time, not one single player on that team looks like they even care about playing football anymore. Maybe it's because Dak's not there. If that's the only thing that's keeping that team motivated, they might want to make sure he's re-signed for a long time. And they also might want to find a coach that can keep him safe and keep the team motivated. Number four on this list, we're going to have to go with the Denver Broncos. At this point in time, there needs to be a change from top to bottom. We need to get John Elway out of there. The fact that you believe Drew Locke is a quarterback that needs to be out there on the field for any reason is just absolutely absurd. Not one person after a while thought that they were going to win this game. I mean, for some reason, the defense was able to keep it close. But, I mean, they could only really do so much. Drew Locke is just so absolutely bad. I mean, they just... It, it's it's baffling that they're still trying to trot him out there as a starter. Number three on the list, it might be a little surprising to some of you, but maybe not the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like, let's be honest here. I don't care what you want to say about the team. They might have one of the best running backs in the league, but that's the only good thing they have going for them. The defense is having a hard time stopping teams because, well, the offense is out there for three plays and then they're out. So the defense is getting winded and eventually they will break. I mean, they did all they could against Aaron Rodgers, but I mean, eventually Aaron's going to find somebody open, gash you, and then it's just going to be the same old stuff for the Jaguars. Another loss. Number two on this list is going to be the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, damn it, this has gotten, just gone too far. The fact that you just keep sending Carson Wentz out there to lose is absolutely pitiful. Was it Peterman or whatever the hell this man's name is? He needs to be ripped off the field as a coach, and everybody in that whole coaching office should be just taken out and beaten with a hose. This is outrageous. You literally lost to a team whose head coach is a wide receivers coach. Wide receivers coach. You also have a quarterback that gives up the ball more than a prostitute gives it up on a Friday night. Like, this is insane. How did you lose this game? And for some reason, you're still on top of the division. 
you really don't deserve this, Philadelphia. I really hope you somehow screw this at the end. And number one is obvious, the Jets. I mean, you can't even win a game. You have no, How do you still have Gase? It's just stupid. And that's my top five. Something like that. But anyway, folks, that's probably a good halfway point here for the Ricky Williams trilogy. When we come back, we're going to have the news with Moose. We're also going to have our picks. And, of course, we're going to have happy fan base and sad fan base. And we know who's going to be on that this week. And it's going to be hard for Duke to get through it. Probably a lot of tears. So make sure you come back. Welcome back to the Ricky Williams Trilogy, everybody. This is your news host, Seamus Moose Anderson, here always with John B. Easy Durnell and Duke Thompson. It's time for your Fumble Rooski Weekly Sports News Update. After the Saints game versus the 49ers this weekend, it was determined that Drew Brees had suffered five rib fractures and a punctured slash collapsed lung. He could be out as long as three to four weeks. However, he's currently seeking a second opinion. Nick Foles suffered a game-ending hip injury last night against the Minnesota Vikings and had to be carted off the field. Matt Nagy, after the game, then revealed that the injury isn't thought to be that serious. This weekend, in a victory against the Tennessee Titans, Phillip Rivers passed Dan Marino. Yes, you heard that right. Philip Rivers passed Dan Marino for fifth all-time on the NFL's passing yard leader list. Antonio Brown was reportedly accused last month of destroying a surveillance camera and throwing his bicycle at a security guard shack at his gated community in Hollywood, Florida. The Miami Herald obtained a police report that detailed the former Patriots and current Tampa Bay Buccaneers wide receivers' actions. It's reported that both the NFL and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were not aware of the incident. This weekend, 10 out of the 11 home teams won their games in the early and afternoon games, marking that as a first in in the NFL record book. And your random fandom fact of the day Of the past 17 quarterbacks to win the Heisman Trophy, only one has won an NFL playoff game. Tim Tebow. And that concludes your news. Oh, shit. I Uh, told you you were going to think about it. I see the wheels spinning. I saw B-Easy's... He's looking at the ceiling like, no, there's got to be another one. Baker, Lamar. No, Baker hasn't. Kyler. Kyler didn't do it. Wild, right? Tim fucking Tebow, dude. Wait a second. Did, uh... No, I don't think he won a Heisman. (laughs) I was was blown away by the fact that you said 10 out of the 11 home teams won this week. And I... didn't win, so we're the light, the outside man. We could have made it perfect, but and, and that was only in the early afternoon and uh, or the early afternoon and afternoon games. But but yeah, I mean that's that's staggering. Uh, that ten out of eleven won their home games. It, that just doesn't happen 
often enough. Um, but yeah, uh, BZ, I knew you were going to spin the wheels. I, th- I knew you were going to try to out-fact that fact. I mean, I guess you're right. I mean, there's, there's no Heisman Trophy winner that I can think of. No, nope. uh, Marcus Mariota, Jameis Winston, Johnny Manziel, Robert Griffin. Could you put um, that to me again? Because I wasn't listening. I'm sorry. Yeah, the stat was of the last – 17 quarterbacks to win the Heisman Trophy. Only one has won an NFL playoff game. Tim Tebow, hold up. No, Mariota Cam, Cam, he won a playoff game when? Yeah, he beat the Chiefs. You know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, I need to, I need to refute this website because what about Cam Newton? Yeah. Wait Cam a minute. Newton. Wait a minute. Yeah, so. Cam all right. playoff games. Okay, so I'm going to bring you guys a diff- two, two facts next week because that's bullshit now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, dude, that random fandom fact is crap. Hey, listen, I'm going to be honest. Look, dude, that's the only one that's ever been proved wrong. <laughs> so It's true, man. We got to watch this, dude. He's trying to trump the show. Hey, I don't want to be a dick, man, but, you know. Jo- when the fuck was that written? All I ask is that you do a couple of minutes and fact check before you come on out. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. You know what? If he gets the call 1980, not a miracle, then I get to say whatever I want from here on out. And also, um, I I just found out that article was written in 2014. So thank you, Google, for the extensive research you did in giving me NFL random facts. I do appreciate it. I should have done I should have done my my research. But but yes, that that fact is wrong. Mariota caught the pass to himself. Exactly, dude. Yeah, he beat the Chiefs. That's that's why I was like, wait a second. I was like, when you said Mariota, I was like, but wait, he's won one. And so then, like, and then I was maybe like, maybe I knew you were gonna refute it or try to fight against it because I myself knew it was wrong <laughs> yeah, subconsciously. Dude, like, yeah. So yeah, that's um. That this isn't feel right. This is what the general public would call an awkward moment and also yeah. fake news. Yeah, so you're dude. welcome. I'm just becoming part of the problem, and I'm Damn. sorry, gentlemen. It's just come on, man. It's not awkward among friends. It's awkward between strangers. But. Yeah. Well, whoever's to, listening to, to this is certainly not going to trust me. And not, and not Fox News of sports, but you know, whatever, dude. We're, we're if you guys want to tune in to just look up my my random fact of the day, I'm okay with that. I'm all right with that. Hey, random fact, man. Wayne Gretzky played hockey, man. There you go. Damn, man. that is random. And Houdini did magic. All right. So, <laughs> all, right. all right. All right. I see. Stuff. No, no, I see. Let's, I get, see. let's get with the good old fashioned picks, everybody. We made our picks last week. It's time for us to make our picks for week 11. But before we get to that, we have to go to Seamus the Moose Anderson for our update on these picks. Yeah. So it was, a, it was an average week. We've been having average weeks all year. I just feel like there's no clear cut winner in every single game. It's kind of going either way. A lot of good matchups this week. Um, I'll, I'll give you the record first, then I'll give you your golden calls here. So, a BZ, you went 9-5 and five for the third straight week and the fourth out of the last five weeks. Very good, very Thank good. You, you, you have you. not had less than eight wins a week since week four, so you're on an absolute tear. Um, so, you won the week at 9-5. and five. Duke, you went eight and six. I went seven and seven, and yeah, that's right. A winning a winning week is a winning week, baby. Um, I went seven and seven, and the penny went seven and seven. To be fair, I'm looking at the list right now. Um, 
That was for the penny. For the penny, not me. Okay, well, it should have been for me, but um, (laughs) boo boo the the inanimate object. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, To be fair, I'm looking at the list, man. Duke, you had a pretty tough start to the season, and you look to be leveling yourself out. Bees, you had – it was kind of like a a crazy up and down first five weeks, but now you're steady. I mean, you're eight, eight wins, nine wins, eight wins, nine wins, nine wins, nine wins. So like you're, you're getting your bearings, but it's not quite to that level yet. And the pennies all over the place. And, and, and my, my stride was in the beginning of the season, as we know. So there, there's a lot of season, a lot of games to be played. Didn't I have like a 12 game week or something like that? You had a 13 game week. 13. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, I've, I've had good moments and I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to keep it steady for the fans. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, no, to be fair though, I mean, you've only had two losing weeks. Um, all the rest have been winning, but not like in the double digit winning. You know what I mean? I in the first you. five weeks I had, you know, three, 10 game weeks uh, or 10 win weeks, which is huge. But regardless, I'll get on to, to what the people are waiting for, and that's the results as they stand right now. Now, I am in the lead at 87 and 59. However, however, I do have a partner this week. Be easy. You have finally caught up to me. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I just and we, someone steady wins the race, baby. That's right. That's right. The hair wins the race. I went, I went gung-ho the first five weeks. And we're both sitting at, uh, you know, pretty, pretty. We're sitting pretty at 87 to 59. So we're teeter-tottering that 60% win range, which is, in my opinion, where you want to be. Um, I don't think any other platform takes down the results of what they call game in and game out like we do. This is something that we especially do. You won't see it on Fox Sports, won't see it on CBS Sports, won't see it on ESPN, so or, or NFL Network for that matter. So... Um, yeah, so we're both at 87 and 59. Looking good, looking good. Duke, you are tied with the pennies, 77 and 69. You are 10 games behind. And you need, you listen, you fought, you have fought all year. You're just sitting, you're sitting at the nine and seven range, which I think is sort of appropriate. (laughs) Regardless, we do have some good games this week, some tough games to pick. And again, we've seen all year long that just about anything can happen on a weekend. The only perfect team right now is the Steelers. So anything can happen and be easy. I turn it over to you. You can give us the matchups and and let's get going. Week 11, baby. We, We don't have much time left. We do not have much time left. Yes, this is true. And week 11 starts off pretty strong. Everybody probably, the best Thursday night game we've had thus far. Now, we did have a pretty good matchup last week with the Colts and the Titans, but I feel this matchup is just a little bit better. We have another divisional game, this one being the Cardinals making their way up to Seattle to face the Seahawks. Now, with that being said, I'm going to turn it over to Duke and see what he feels about this game right here. Duke, who do you see winning this game? Kyler Murray. Or basically, Kyler Murray 2.0, Russell Wilson. First off, that's disrespectful to Kyler Murray. How dare you just say just Russell Wilson 2.0? You need to put some respect on that name when you're talking about that man, okay? He is three foot one out there. He is a definite quarterback. He is kicking ass and taking names. Last week when he threw that pass, 
he had a look at the scoreboard, the uh, to the Titan trying to see who caught the pass. That's how little he is. But he's the littlest giant that's winning games. So I got to go Cardinals, man. I think they'll momentum this week. I think the, uh, Russell Wilson's getting a little shell-shocked out there. I know that he's never thrown more than 11 interceptions in a year, and he's already at 10. So, yeah, it's, the MVP race looks like it might be Josh Allen. I don't know. I'm scared. But I got to take the Cardinals. All right. Well, with that being said, I'm going to say the Seahawks, mainly because I feel like the Cardinals used up all their luck for this week. Like, I mean, come on now. They threw a Hail Mary and got it. I think they've had enough from the football gods for one week. I'm not saying that they're done, but I think that the Seahawks may have circled this one because they might be a little mad that they lost the last one. They're taking it back up to Seattle, and I think they're going to give them a run for their money. Plus, they just came off a rough divisional loss against the Rams. I think this is time for them to bounce back because if they don't, they don't have much of a season left. So I think this is time for the Seahawks to get their victory. I'm going Seattle. It's very hopeful, BZ. It's very, it's very hopeful. Um, <clears throat> Russell Wilson has played like crap. Um, in, in my opinion, yeah, he's getting you guys fantasy points. Yeah, he's still doing Russell Wilson type things. But the fact of the matter is that he's sort of the reason that they've lost these games the past four or five weeks. I mean, honestly, I just don't know how long it can last. The Cardinals are right in mid-pack of points allowed against. This is going to be a hard-fought game in Seattle. So it could be rainy, could be cold. I'm going to go with the Cardinals. I just trust Kyla Murray's run game and his ability to throw out of the pocket more than I do Russell Wilson with DK Metcalf right now. And it could go either way. It's This game could I mean, easily go either way. I know, I know that you're trying to besmirch my man for losing, but I will let you know that all three of his losses have been on the road. He has not lost at home yet. That's why that, I feel safe in my pick. That's fair. Right. That's fair. You should. You should. I feel I really do because you're trying to you're trying to badmouth him. You're like he's the reason they lost, yeah, but he's also the reason they win at home. All right, so next on the list, everybody, we've got the Eagles and the Browns. Now the Browns came off a victory that I mean, honestly, just the worst coaching I've ever seen from a team, and that's not the Browns. I'm talking about the Texans. I have no idea what they were doing. Anytime they were in scoring range, they were like, well, let's turn the ball over. Uh, <laughs> they just didn't really want to win the game for some reason. And right. I know the and, weather was rough, but come on now. That's and just... real quick, too, be easy. I just want to ask you this. Is it more 2020 than anything that the Browns are sitting happy at 6-3 and three right now? You know what? Right? That's what they are, right? 6-3? and three? They are 6-3 and three currently, and they're playing a team that is 3-5-1, and one, so they have a very good chance – at increasing that lead even more, uh, that they ha uh, they have uh, wins over losses, if you will. Uh, they're about to play the Eagles, the Philadelphia Eagles, that are going over to Cleveland. Now, as of now, folks, the Cleveland Browns are favored to win this game. And I'm actually willing to believe that they are favored to win the game because they probably will win this damn game. I don't really have a lot of faith in the Eagles anymore. Now, Will the Eagles win this game? As Duke says, a blind squirrel can find a nut. So, you know what? It's possible for the Eagles to win this game. 
I just don't really know how with the sloppiness that they continue to throw out there week to week. There's always some sort of problem. Mostly it's Carson Wentz, but there's always some sort of problem. So I think the Cleveland Browns are just a better all-around team. They found a way to win. Uh, They should have probably won by more, but Chubb, for some reason, decided to run out of bounds. I know they told him not to score, but at that point in time, dude, I mean, like, whatever. Like, he would have been up two scores. He lost me a fantasy week, and I'm pissed. (laughs) I mean, it happened to so Uh, many people, but, like, they would have won the game regardless. And then that's what I was thinking. And then, like and then less than a minute. Like the other thing is, he didn't keep the time going. He ran out of bounds. So effectively, true. he did the same exact thing. Like I, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. But Either, continue. Well, they did at least have the chance to kneel at it. Like they didn't give the ball. But I, I get the idea, Ugh. kind of ish. But I like, mean, what do you think? Just... Brandon Cooks is going to catch an eighty-three yard touchdown. And then they're going to turn around and get an onside kick. Come on, Nick. Yeah, exactly. Because the other team had only scored. Seven Seven points. It's not like they were pouring it down. That's a Browns game, though. That's that's a typical Browns game. I'm sorry. I, I just needed to interject and say that yeah, as a fine, fantasy owner. But as you, but now that you've interjected and said some stuff, who do you think's gonna win the game? I went with Browns. Who do you got? Yeah, yeah, the the Browns. And here's here's the thing too: is this is a game that they could easily lose solely due to the fact that Carson Wentz could just huck up a bunch of balls in the second half and. Jalen Rieger and Travis Fulgham and Greg Ward could have a day, but here's the thing, dude. I just, I, I know that's a possibility, but I just really think the D line is going to cause Wentz so much problem. Oh dude, that old line in Philly is trash. And the defensive line is serviceable. Miles Garrett They're is, not... is, is in oh, my pick for the, the, the defensive like player the... of the year there. Yeah, the rest of them, it depends on how they feel that week, if they've had their Wheaties. Or, That's fair. You know? That's fair. They're, <laughs> so, they're, full of, they're full of Carlos Dunlops and then Miles right. Garrett. So, no, yeah. I, I get it. But I'm going to go with the Browns. The reason why is because of the running game. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are just two factors of a game that can win you the game regardless. It, it doesn't matter if Baker's hitting his throws. It does not matter his numbers because they will win – solely off of the two pairs of feet that are Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. I'm going Browns all the way. Man, Dave, well, I was almost fell asleep there because you just kept going on and on. But that's a oh, man, it's simple as this, man. Okay? Simple. The Browns are who they are. They're the Browns. And they're going to lose this game, man. I'm going to go Eagles, man. They're going to screw this up somehow. Carson Wynn's going to show up and act like he's a – NFL quarterback still. So. <laughs> right. Throw for 400 yards and, and two, 220 will be in the second half. Yeah. No, I get I mean, it. Honestly, the man has to at some point in time. Somebody, somebody has to give him a day where he looks like he's worth $100 million because it yeah, sure hadn't happened yet. Like to do that? The Browns. Yeah, the Browns could uh, give you that possibility. Yeah, I believe it. I'll take the Eagles, man. Your only other better bet would probably be the Jets. You're right. So next we got the Falcons and the Saints. Uh, divisional game, two teams that see each other a lot. Saints are actually going to be trotting out somebody a little different this week. They have uh, Drew Brees with some hurt ribs and a punctured lung, so he's going to be out for two to three weeks, they say, and some say maybe even more. But, so because of this, they're going to be trotting out the backup, and I'm not exactly sure if Carson or Carson Wentz. Uh, yeah, Carson Wentz is terrible. 
Uh, if Jameis Winston is going to be ready to go uh, against the Falcons that are surging, you know, this is going to be a shootout, I know. It just depends on who doesn't turn the ball over more. I think Jameis just might just because he is who he is. And I'm going to think I'm just going to give the Falcons a wild one on this one because I think Jameis is going to throw too many interceptions just because he's going to be happy handed. That's fair. I'm going to go with the Saints, man. Listen, here's the thing, BZ, is is you're completely right. Jameis Winston, famous for his 30 for 30 season last year. You know what the thing is? You know what the thing is, BZ? He threw 30 touchdowns. I know the interceptions is a lot, and that's just who the Tampa Bay Bucks were when he was there. That is. They were turning the ball over left and right. Not just him. Ronald Jones was doing it. All those guys were doing it but especially him because he was forced to throw the ball so much. You know what I think, Beasy? I think this is a good thing for the Saints. I do. And I'm not saying they should replace Drew Brees with Jameis Winston, but Mike Thomas is going to actually have a man that's not over the age of 40, and he's going to be able to huck the ball. And I think the Saints are going to go off this week. I do. I think Jameis Winston, listen, we've seen him in the videos, eating them Ws, eating them Ws. Ah, it's going to happen this weekend. The Saints are going to take the Falcons down big. All right, all right. Duke, what you got on this? That's cute. Like, really? Jameis Winston. Eating the W's is the worst thing I've ever seen a man do. Trying to stop. <laughs> okay? W's are not biscuits. I like your heart. <laughs> okay? Like, he is who he is. He's a backup quarterback, but I think it's going to take him a few games. I assume... Breezes out for at least three to four games with broken ribs and a punctured lung. I don't know. I mean, I think that, you know, him being, quote, 40, like, uh, like, uh, Moose over there said, like, like he can't, like he can't throw the ball over 25 yards. Yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. That's what you meant. Yeah. I see. So I got the Falcons, man. I think, uh, Matty Ice is going to return to form like the MVP season, light up the Saints and make them look like, oh, shit. Are we really that bad? Oh, to be right. fair, Calvin Ridley is back this week, so that could very well happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have, I have a feeling it's going to be a shootout game in which where Jameis is going to have to keep throwing it, and he's going to make more mistakes than maybe Matt Ryan. I'm not saying Matt Ryan doesn't make his fair share of mistakes, but right. I, feel, but I feel Jameis might just make a few more just because he's fresh on the boat kind of thing, and then, you know. No, yeah, listen, you guys aren't wrong. Like, the thing is, is, is it's weird taking a chance on the Saints against the Falcons. Like, You're it's it's a little, it's, a chance. I, mean, I, I mean, am I not, though? New quarterback. Yeah, he has never been heard of before. Like, that Cowboys guy that we'd never heard of before. No, no, no. I, to- I told you, Jameis Winston's going to eat this week. But there's a very good possibility that Atlanta puts 400 yards on the Saints defense because they're trash. So it could happen either way, but I'm just going to take the fact that I think Jameis can throw the ball. I don't want to say better, but he can, he can, he's not he afraid to chuck. He yeah, can he can. Hey, Drew Brees can't throw over 30 yards, just like I can't punt over 40. You know what I mean? All right. Well, let's. <laughs> Let's not worry about people's legs right now. Let's worry about the next game, another one that's probably a toss of a coin. This one involves the Cincinnati Bungles and the Washington football team. Both teams only have two victories on the season. Both teams are hungry for a third, but only one of them is going to get it. Well, actually, they could tie, which 
Again, the Bungles have already done once. But I think the Bungles are going to be able to win this game. I really think so just because, unfortunately, Alex Smith is a statue standing back there. Most defenses know that. The Bengals are actually a little bit fast on the edges. I think they might be able to cause a little bit of trouble for Alex Smith because he's not going to run. I hate to say this about a man, but he's basically a liability. But I don't want his leg to be shattered because, for goodness sakes, if they have two on the season, they just would look terrible. But like no one would want to be a quarterback for you. But I'm going to go with the Bungles. I hope they're victorious this week. It's about time, man. Okay. It's about time. They've only won twice, man. Don't act like you picked the Bengals. Okay. Yeah, I've, been, I've, I've been right not picking them most of yeah, the time. I know. To be fair, Duke, you and I have picked the Bengals. Because I mean, they're, listen, they're offensive. I just. They're moving the ball well with a shitty O-line, so you and I have had trust in them. But I think, I think, you know, Beasy might be right in this. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've, I think I've picked the Bengals, like, seven times, maybe. I'm going to buy the in one more week, and I'm going to bang us. Boa, 400 yards. Bam, dude, dropping the mic, man. I love it. I love it. No, you know what? T. Higgins might have been my best investment of 2020. Buying, buying a signed picture by T. Higgins because he's gone off and him and Joe, Joe Burrow clearly have a thing. You know, they have that duo factor and they're only rookies. So I'm going to go the Bengals as well, just off the face that I think one, I think Ron Rivera's made horrible mistakes this year. I'm going to be honest. I, I love Riverboat Ron. He's gone through cancer this year. I give him all the, all the credit in the world, but that team ain't good. And it's not good with Alex Smith. And I don't know if it would be worse with Dwayne Haskins. I don't. So I'm going to go to the Bengals. All right. Well, next we're going with a couple of cats going at it. Meow. You've got the Lions and the Panthers. Now, with that being said, both teams aren't great. But both teams can possibly win. Now, with that being said, man, I really don't know. The Lions win games, but they're only beating teams that they're, like, really supposed to beat. And, damn it, they are losing against teams that they are supposed to lose against. Uh, so, with that, man. Like, to be fair, they shouldn't have won this week. Me and Duke should have been right in week 10 when we said what? Washington beats Detroit. And, and you <laughs> said the Lions, and you got fucking lucky. I'm going to be dead honest. Because they should not have won that game. That, that was a thing. joke. Here's the thing, dude. They somehow win when they're supposed to win. On, the, uh, on paper right now, this game is listed at even. They haven't given either side the advantage, which really makes it Really? Hard. Yeah. It's, it's, oh, it's, it's, you know what, easy. though? It would be different if, if Christian McCaffrey was playing. He's not playing. He's not playing. So It would be different. They'd give, would, a, they'd give a three different. points immediately. Oh, of course. Maybe even four. Uh, with that said, though, I feel like the Panthers have been taking a lot of lumps lately. And I think the Lions might be riding high, and they might be already looking ahead to their early game next week for Thanksgiving. So I think I'm going to go Panthers on this. 
Yeah, I'm going to have to agree. I just think the Panthers, Panthers is a better team all around than the Lions. There's not a reason the Lions should win this game. And, and God knows I feel bad for Matthew Stafford. I do. But that team's just not coached well. They haven't been since Patricia's gone to Detroit. So I think the Panthers are going to win. I have way more trust in Teddy in that offensive game because both defenses could let anything happen. It, it relies on Teddy Bridgewater, in my opinion, and I think he's got the, the talent to do it. I got Panthers all the way. I'll bring in Bridgewater. He's the man. Hey, hey, hey. Yes, he can. All right, all right. That's a, a clean sweep there. Now, this one I'll go straight to Duke with because, I mean, honestly, how can you pick anybody else? We're going Steelers and Jaguars, everybody. There's no one else that you could be picking here. Let's just get this out of the way, Duke. Who do you have in this game? If I had a winning record in this competition, yeah, I'd go Jags. <laughs> well, if you're in Vegas, you go Jags, right? I mean, like, the, the spread is absurd. I could throw a couple bucks on that, but damn, dude, no. Steelers, man. It, I mean, it may be close. It may be whatever, but I got Steelers all the way. No, I don't know. They may go undefeated. Who fucking knows at this point? What's what's the line be easy? Because for all intents and purposes, Jake Luton has, has looked okay, but, like, it's not going to get it done. It, don't get me wrong. But what's the line? Is it 17, 14? Uh, it's only 10. It's only 10. It's because oh. the Steelers are on the road. But, uh, honestly, I don't think the Jags are covering. I think this is going to be a a, a pretty lopsided victory um, with the Steelers probably. I mean, if I was in Vegas, like you you put the money on the Steelers, obviously, because they're going to win. But if you are money. your back's against the wall and you need this to, you know, save yeah. your family, uh, you put your money on the Jaguars and make a prayer. <laughs> Gun to the head, yeah. No, I'm I'm going I'm going Steelers as well. I don't think there's a chance the Jags win. Yeah, I really don't. It's just like. Hey, listen, it'd be different if the Jaguars defense was what it was three years ago. I, it would be different, but it's not right now. Yeah, I mean, they're missing key components. I mean, not having Ramsey has really done a lot to that secondary. Like, they're trying to figure things out without him, and they just haven't done it. Right. I mean, I exactly. No, tried, really. no, you're exactly right. And the, the most unfortunate part about this entire thing, BZ, you're forgetting, is that the Steelers are about to go 10-0, and and I hate them. Right, right. But they're right. good. They're good all around the board. Their offense, Ben Roethlisberger is looking as good as he ever has. Steelers are going to win this one big. Well, since we go Steelers across the board, let's go straight to you, Moose, on this one here. This one is uh, close to the heart for Duke, so I don't want to start with him because I don't want him to start crying or I don't want him to start playing King Henry's music too quickly. We've next got in the 10 o'clock hour. Uh, or I guess one o'clock if you're on the East Coast. We got the Titans playing the Ravens. Now these Titans again coming off of a loss. Guess what? The Ravens are too. Both teams need to lick their wounds, and whose wounds are going to be licked first? I'm going to go to you, Miss. As well, you should, because I'm a shake Duke's world right here, and oh, and deservedly so. I think the Ravens are fake good. I do. I think the Ravens are fake good. I think their defense just kind of like clouds everything that's going on there because they've played okay. 
But the deal is they lost to a struggling New England team. I mean, I I picked the Patriots last week because I know they've been struggling. But the fact is, is that they're not as good as we thought they were. They are not top three power ranking Dan Hamus, whatever his name is that does the power ranking. They're not that good. The Titans, I know, will beat them on the run game. And that's not even to say I think A.J. Brown will have a better day. So will Ryan Tannehill. I got the Titans this week, man. I just don't think the Ravens are that good. I I don't. They're a middle-of-the-pack team fighting for a right like the Titans are. Tennessee, baby. Mike Vrabel's going to figure it out this week. All right. Well, before we go to the Duke and listen to him play music and make his pick, I'm going to say that I believe that this is a battle of both teams that are fake good. Uh, I think both teams have been living a lie, and one of them is going to decide to win this game. With that being said, I'm a little concerned with the, the yards allowed by the Titans this year. It's very high. Um, with that being said, if they're going to allow anyone to get yards, if they let Lamar Jackson get yards... It won't really matter what Henry's doing on the other side because if he's getting his way on the other end, it kind of balances it out. Um, I mean, would you agree, BZ, and not to cut you off, this is another game that could go either way? It definitely can go either way. I'm just going to go Ravens because I'm going to go with the home team in this situation, and it's a team that needs vengeance for what happened to them last year. I think they're going to stack the box this year try to bring down Henry with everything that they've got. Now, I don't think Henry's going to look as disinterested this week as he did last week. It just felt like he didn't really feel like running. Now, I did hear later that he might have had a shoulder injury. That could have given some of it, uh, but he didn't seem very interested in running. But maybe he will be this week, and, but I'm still going to go Ravens this time. Duke, what you got for us? You know, I, I really appreciate Moose's enthusiasm. You know, I really do. I, I love how you believe in this team, man. But I've been broken too many times, man. And, you know, like we're a one-dimensional team. When the offense is clicking, it's clicking. It covers up a lot of mistakes. But you don't win championships with the offenses. You got to at least stop the ball every now and then. Uh, Lamar's pissed, man. Um, he lost, lost to the Patriots last week. He's steering him as losing to the Titans last year. Um, I just think we've been kicked in the balls. It all depends on if a Dory comes back. If a Dory comes back this week, we got a chance. Even then, it's a very slim chance. Um, I see that we might be, we might be uh, losing the next three games. Um, I hate to say that, but unless we get our shit together, Nine to seven looks like a real possibility. Even like seven or eight wins is a possibility. Um, I think we're fake good, just like the Colts are. Um, they're a fake good team. I think a lot of these fake good teams are coming out, and we got beat by a fake good team, and we're probably going to get beat by another fake good team this week because our defense can't stop crap. Ooh, all right. That hurts for you to say, I'm sure. So you just might as well mark me down now. So, oh. I'm, I'm, my heart's been broken too many times. Oof. All right. This, 
I'm sorry to. I'm I sorry had to you say. marked down for this game, calling the Ravens before we even started the podcast. Oh, that hurts. That hurts. Mm. He knows me though. I, mean, I appreciate that. No, I do, I do, man. Listen, you gotta you gotta face reality. Your team's very very good, but it's not very good, dude. A very good. No. The complete team. We're okay, not- I'm sorry. Your offense is very good, but your defense can't hang in there for shit. Is that uh, better? Well, again, it's a battle of fake goods. I wish we never let, let Logan Ryan go, man. And we did. We should just paid him. I mean, he he brings a leadership to that defense that we lost this year, man. And it sucks. Oh no, uh, we we watched that guy get hopped this week. But be easy. We turn it to you. All right, well, next we're going to your team there of the Patriots playing the Texans. Now, the Texans have looked like absolute trash. They can't seem to call a play that'll get them down the field for any damn reason. I don't know why. I mean, it's not like they don't have a decent quarterback that knows how to get the ball down the field. I mean, like, even in their loss to the Browns, he was pulling off some, like, crazy stuff where he was, like, almost getting tackled, and then he gets away and then throws the ball and then completes it, and then they still can't even get a field You mean the quarterback it's... that's about to make, like, $120 million? Sure. Well, yes. yes. I was just saying he pulls off some amazing plays, and then they make some terrible calls, and then bad plays happen, and then he gets sacked, and then they're out of kicking range. And it just turns into just, like, a whole debacle. It's terrible. See, either way, I'm going with the Patriots in this one. They have better coaching. They, uh, I mean, I, I don't know what regime was left behind after O'Brien left, but, my God, the play calling is even worse. It's just terrible, man. Like, it's just. Well, to be fair, it was good the first two weeks. Uh, they got Brandon Cooks involved, even Darren Fells. I mean, it was looking okay. It was looking okay, but this week, I mean, it, there's some inexcusable play calling. There were times when, again, like, they were in field goal range, fourth and goal. And, I mean, it wasn't right. like they were on the one. They were, like, at the two-ish. Or two. Like, it was like. Right, it's, and it's running, pretty... running the ball with Duke Johnson. No, yeah. I know, I know, it's man. Like, I... You just kick that in. You're only down three nothing. What the hell are you thinking? Like, you, you tied the game I, up. I think Ro- Romeo's ball. all in on the W's, man. He's Jameis, Jameis Winston in it. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, there's a reason why he doesn't usually have a head coaching spot. <laughs> But either way, I'm going to go with the Patriots. Is it, uh, go, go ahead. Is it because he's black? Is that why? No, Ooh. because Romeo has very soft coaching. Everyone loves him. He's a lovely man, but he he he's a soft coach. Everyone says that. Oh, he's not a soft coach, dude. Duke, you just asked a black man if he didn't. <laughs> you just asked he, a black man if he didn't choose a coach because he's black. He's not... He's not the uncle in the boondocks right, the, animation I mean, series. I mean, I pick the Steelers quite often, and I know how dark their coach is. Hey, I was just asking why you think that he's had a success like other coaches, that's all. No, it's, I, I just think it's because he's just too kind of a man. Can I, can I give you the one reason? Why? Because they don't have DeAndre Hopkins anymore. They their number one receiver is Will Fuller. It's a joke. It is a joke. I feel bad for Will Fuller. He can't be hurt. Look, he can't be hurt like he is always, man. The Patriots are going to take fool. this game. Okay, that's terrible. Gracefully. Uh, I won't let uh, no, you talk I mean, anymore about Will Fuller like that. Like he can't be hurt like he always is. That's yeah, he can't be hurt like he always is. He he has the responsibility now to be the, the wide receiver one. I mean, legit. Okay, back to uh, the pros of Texas. Romeo's got a bad situation. Um, they're going to try to make him the interim head coach, but I don't think anybody can save this dumpster fire. 
the man's getting older. I love him. Yeah, love his name. Love the guy's attitude. I think he is a great coach. He's just had some bad situations. He did lead the Chiefs through a terrible, terrible time and got the shit. Thank goodness for that. I do praise him for that. We were having a rough time. Yes. And, he, you know, it's just like he always seems to get the short end of the stick. Like, you know. He yeah, always- but, but, but here's the thing is I just hear he's a really nice guy. And the guys like playing for him, but they don't want to, like, play hard for him. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like a little bit of discipline. I get you. Well, yeah. and, you know, I like. I don't know, man. It's just that Texas team is just falling apart. It's just a bad situation. Watson seems like he's gotten – people are saying that he's gotten paid and he's not playing well. It's just that team is just still trying to get the stink of Bill O'Brien off of them. And it's going to take a baptism and fire to do it. Because they just fired the, like, PR lady for, uh, like, 20 years or some crazy – Oh, we can't even talk about that. That's some straight-up yeah. discrimination type shit going yeah, on. Yeah, we, we can't get into we, – don't, we, we can't just bring that up right now. We'll, we'll bring that up later, probably in our puppy dog of the week because it's probably going to be the Texans organization. But yep. anyway. But that's, uh, like, sensitive of where they're going. And it's just, like, it's, it's from top to bottom. Um, I mean, last time when the owner called – that so-called questionable quote that he had. I mean, the players gave up on him. Nobody really wants to play for this team. Watson, I think, is just hoping that they clean house, they can start fresh, because the kids still got many good years. Just bring a coach and that work with him. Well, he's got many years, period. He's signed a contract. Well, yeah, but unless he gets killed first with that old line running around like he is. Oh, mercy. I mean, it's sad because the kid's got talent. I mean, he's Did only – you pick a team yet? play on two ACL tests. Two and two and one in college and one uh, in that pro. So, I mean, those injuries do happen. So, I just I just want to see him succeed, man. I mean, I so you got the Texans. Hell no, I take the Patriots. Bill uh, Bill Belichick's going to uh, pretty much out coach this game. I mean, I know the Patriots aren't like quote as good, but I think they're on the right track to make a run at the playoffs. Yeah, it's true. They'll do better. Yeah, we They'll just beat better. the Ravens. This this game is easy money. Right, right. Well, speaking of easy money, this wouldn't be that normally, but I think it is now. The Dolphins and the Broncos. Normally, I'd be like, ooh, I don't know who might win this, but this is a new Dolphins team. I still think they could have been doing these with Fitzmagic, but Tua's doing enough. So I'm thinking Dolphins are probably going to take this game, but let's go to Duke. Who do you think are going to win this game? I believe in the Dolphins now, too. Oh, and now. <laughs> Well, I've always believed, you know, I believe in Fitzmagic and Tanny Bum, you know, whatever. But uh, Tua is on that team. Those players are playing differently. A nice change, regime change at quarterback has really boosted that team. Um, yeah, I mean, they're going to play the Broncos, dude. Come on, man. I mean, really? Like, I don't care if they're traveling. It's still like psh, Broncos day. It's Drew Locke back there. Come on, man. Yeah, Drew Locke is oof. It's hard to watch. Uh, he, I mean, he looks so lost most of the time. It's just like, how have you not seen a defense? But anyway, Moose, <laughs> what do you have on this game? The Dolphins, man. They they look great, and that's nothing I've ever been able to say in my entire life. They pulled a new quarterback, a rookie, in the last two weeks. They pulled him into the system, and he looks fantastic. The defense yeah. looks great. I, I give all credit to the Dolphins, man. I, you know, it, it's kind of weird up here in Rhode Island and New England. We have a lot of early early 90s, 80s, Dan Marino, Miami Dolphins fans, and, and their kids grow up to be Dolphins fans. So 
I'm happy for him. I, I don't think the Broncos have a shot in hell. And you know who I think the Dolphins are going to lean on this week? Salvon Ahmed, that new running back. I think they found a gem. I really do. I think he's going to run all over Denver. All right, all right. Early takes right here from the Duke. Or, far, excuse me, from the Moose. Yeah, I think that edible kicked in, Moose. Uh, anyway, next. <laughs> That's fair. Next, next, we've got the Jets and the Chargers. Now, I'll start with you, Moose, because this is a trash bowl. And I want you to tell me who wins the game of trash. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, the Jets seem to always rise to the top. They're like cream or a froth in the trash. I, I don't know. It, it always seems like they get some points up on the board and like we're confused about it. I, I don't think there's a chance. I think the Chargers are going to beat the Jets, especially in L.A. The Jets are an absolute dumpster fire. And Justin Herbert, I know he doesn't have many wins on the record book, but like he's playing, he's playing good ball. He's gonna put points up on the Jets. I got the Chargers all day. Duke, uh, you know, smart bet would be to take the Chargers, and I want to take the Chargers, man. Um, I think the Jets are due for a win, but I don't think it's gonna be this week. I think they'll squeeze another win out later, but not against the Chargers. They've already had too much heartbreak this year. Ooh, and I'm going to lone wolf it because I'm going to go Jets. I don't think they can beat anybody else on the season this week. I think or, I think this is their only chance to get a victory, and I think they circled it because if they don't get this one, they ain't getting one. So I think the Jets are going to try to get their only victory of the season. Right Love now, it. Folks. Love I'm it. Gonna, I'm going to take them on this one, and I it will be the pick of the week for sure because I just think the Chargers just keep finding ways to fuck it up. Excuse me, HR. Next, we've got the Packers and the Colts. This one's a tough one. I mean, really, both teams are like the best fake good teams. Like, they have serious problems on both sides, yet both teams have seriously good things that they can, like, really rely on to win games with. And that's how they've been winning games. Uh, Duke, I know you hate one of these teams and probably don't really like the other guy on the other team. Uh, so I'm going to go to you first. Um, we're gonna, we're talking about uh, Colts, right? So yeah, Colts Packers, yeah. Okay, I'll edit that out. But okay, back to what I'm saying. <laughs> People, but you know what? I don't have to play Aaron Rodgers, see that team twice a year. So my hatred for Aaron Rodgers doesn't run that deep, you know. It's not like the Moose over there that just hates him for no reason. I mean, you know, he just hates the comparisons of Tom Brady, his little his little baby, because, you know, I wish Tom Brady was my baby with six Super Bowl rings. It's true. Philip Rivers will end his career with more yards passed than Aaron Rodgers. That's a fact. Yeah, well, so I'm going to have to go with the Packers. I believe that the Packers are finally going to pull off and kick the Colts, hopefully soften them up a little bit, you know. Thank, please, Packers, you know, take them down a peg so we can prepare for the week after with the Titans, but yeah, I, I just they're fake good, but the Packers are good. I don't care if Aaron Rodgers is just throwing one guy. You know, it doesn't matter. It's Aaron Rodgers. That guy finds ways to win sometimes. He does. Well, he oh. did this week. Marquez Valdez-Scantling had like 160 yards receiving, so you're not wrong with that. All right, all right. Uh, Moose? Moose, are you feeling the packs as well? 
Yeah. I mean, I guess you have to. The Colts defense is for real. I'm not going to deny that. But the, the Packers just De- – Devontae Adams is without a doubt the best wide receiver in the league at, at this point. It's between him and D-Hop. What they're doing is just incredible. So I'm going to go with the Packers reluctantly. Um, I'd love to take the the Colts here, but their running game is shit. They 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 can't figure it out. They're, it's a committee, and they can't figure it out. So I'm gonna go with the Packers. Yeah, I'm going Packers too. Like in my heart, I wanted to say the Colts just to rile things up, but it just yeah, really same, it same. Feel, it hurts. This right. one hurts. This one it hurts. Doesn't feel right. You know, I feel like Aaron Rodgers usually seems to do well when he plays the AFC. Uh, so I'm I'm okay with the Packers pick. Uh, next, we got the Cowboys and the Vikings. Now, the Cowboys coming off a bye week, and goodness, they're about to trot out Gilbert, I think. Uh, or is that his name? Gilbert? Something like that. Who? Gilbert is the quarterback. Is that right? Uh, who? Garrett? Garrett? I thought it was Garrett. Gilbert. G- isn't it Garrett Gilbert? <laughs> Garrett Gilbert is his Good grief. All right. Well, at least the <laughs> Gilbert part was right. Either way, Gilbert's going out there. Uh, we're going to find out what's eating Gilbert maybe uh, after this week. Hopefully he's going to be eating with Zeke, but I don't think he will be. Maybe they'll at least score something, move the ball down the field a little bit. Uh, Vikings defense isn't that good, but uh, it's still going to be probably good enough to beat the Cowboys. Uh, I'm going Vikings on this one. I think they're just going to continue their uh, streak right now. Uh, they're streaking like uh, a good old skid mark in somebody's draws. It's going to be deep and thick and long. Uh, and <laughs> I think they've got themselves another victory. Agreed. Um, it's simply on the back of Dalvin Cook. Chicago is the hardest defense they will play against the rest of the year. It's not going to be a question. He's going to run for over 125 yards again. Vikings all day. Uh, Vikings. I believe Kirk Cousins. That's all. That's why Kirk Cousins is the reason. Well, he started out with uh vikings so <laughs> i yeah. mean where, where did you think that was going okay well i'm glad that you believe in Kirk cousins um uh, i believe in the next quarterback here more um, yes sir next we're going to sunday night football i won't even tell you who i have because we're gonna you know obviously we know who i have so we'll start off with seamus the Moosehunters. Yeah, Chiefs, Chiefs, Raiders. I got the Chiefs all oh, okay. day. Okay. No, it's it's not even a question. Um, oh. The Chiefs hey, took the a, Raiders had one earlier in the year. Doesn't matter. Doesn't oh. matter. The the Raiders are fake good too. Oh. Um, the Chiefs yeah. are actually good. I see. So I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't even need to talk about it. Nope. All right, Duke. Duke. What do you have here? You know, man. I like to go back to the days, and I like to channel. When this rivalry is one of the deepest, darkest rivalries in all of NFL history. And as a Chiefs fan, I know the hatred John has for the Raiders, you know, because, you know, the evil, the ugly, and somehow, and they're a dirty team. Uh, actually, I learned this the other day that the Raiders had uh, did such a dirty hit on one of the Chiefs quarterbacks, escapes my name. But they had to actually come up with the rule of roughing the QB, okay? 
Yeah, because you can't hit a defensive player with a, on the ground. This man, this was so dirty. The Raider player took his helmet when the quarterback was on the ground and literally launched himself into the back of the QB. It was ugly. And that's the deep hatred that that team has. So I want to take the Raiders, man. I like them, man. Uh, the fake – Going with the Raiders. Oh, Mahomes going to lose his game. Oh, whatever. Two against oh, – We're not listening to any more of this. Oh, yeah, I can't dude, you picked it. Why? I have to win a game now and then, and this is the wild card game, man. We don't know. The Raiders are fake good, but it's divisional, man. You can't, on, you can't ever underestimate the Raiders. I love it. I love it. No, let him go. Let him go. That's better than the Broncos, man. You don't even hate the Broncos that much, but you literally hate the Raiders like I hate the. I I do hate the Raiders, and they and they deserve to be hate hated. The Broncos were only hated for a little period of time, but now they're laughed at because they got Drew Locke back there. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Next, next, I've got the Rams and the uh, the Buccaneers. Excuse me. Uh, the Rams and the Buccaneers are going to be Monday night. Um, last time, good old Tommy Boy saw some prime time. He didn't do too well. Uh, as a matter of fact, he got embarrassed the last prime time game. Uh, was pretty much run out of the stadium. Uh, but maybe he'll do a little better this time uh, because the Rams don't travel very well to the East Coast. So I'm going to go with the Bucks on this one. I think the Rams will be just kind of thrown off their schedule. They haven't been traveling very well this year anyway, especially going all the way to the East Coast. They've already lost once in Florida. I can think I can see them losing down there again. My bad, I was on mute. Uh I yeah, I think the same. Uh the the Rams are fake six and three team. Compared to the rest of the division they're in, uh, they've gotten some lucky wins, I think. And Jared Goff has not played up to par, but uh, maybe up to par to him. Um, but yeah, no, the Buccaneers are on he does a roll. Have little baby hands. He does. Um, and Tom Brady's he's getting his groove back after that horrific loss to the Saints, which you just, you just hate to see. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go Buccaneers on this one for sure. So I'm gonna go against Tom Brady on this one. He's been having too many good games lately. Um, uh, oh shit, my bad. So I gotta go Tom, man, because man, I just like Tom right now, man. He really is. He's really good right now, and I gotta go like you and Tom Brady. He's Tom Brady, man. I go Tom. All right. Well, that's uh, all Buccaneers on that one there. And that's going to be our picks for week 11, everybody. Now, no one says you have to put your bets in. But, you know, you might want to put your bets in based on what the Moose and myself have been doing. I mean, maybe consider the Duke. Really, I I mean, the penny is just, I mean, that's outlandish. He does win the wild ones, though. You got to give it to him. I'll give him that. If if your back's against the wall and you're picking a parlay and you need some fast money. Right. If if your wife's about to leave you and you need to bet on the line, then go with Duke. (laughs) Oh, my God. I hope it's not getting to that point. I'm like, wow. Just because I host a gambling podcast, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah, that might mean you have a gambling problem. Speaking of wise about to leave people, it's time for happy fan base and sad fan base. And some of those sad fan bases, there might be some wives leaving. So let's go, Duke, for happy fan base, sad fan base. Is your team in the happy fan base? 
Always your team in the set. That's right. I'm going with the sad fan base this week. Ravens. Ravens, man. You lost against the Patriots. It was a tough loss, but it was in a hurricane condition. And and you know what? Foxborough is still a difficult place to play. No offense, though. It's still a tough place with Bill Belichick. LeBron said that the offenses were calling out your plays. But don't worry, Ravens. This week is the game against the Titans, and our defense can't call out the plays against a high school team right now. Seahawks, man. Russell's struggling and falling into a bottomless pit. He has the most interceptions in the season so far. The Cardinals look scary because the Seahawks defense can't stop the pass game. With who? Kyler Murray comes to town, baby. Looks like the division is the Cardinals and they're going to the Super Bowl. Calling it now. Buffalo Bills, heartbreaking. But heartbreak, heartbreak is in your DNA and has been passed down to Josh Allen. All of your defense had to do was knock down a ball and a Hail Mary pass, but it wasn't meant to be. The Dolphins are coming for you. Be worried. Be worried. This is our concern, dude. And the Titans. This team has been kicked in the balls so hard that this team it was taken to the hospital. And doctors said they needed a testicular transplant, but no donors in sight. Listen, I love you guys, but 9 and 7 is a real deal. And shit, right now, it may be 6 and 10. I'm scared. Okay, so... You know, Pepe the Frog came back this week for you guys. So, if you know who Pepe is, you know him well. All right, but let's go on to the happy times. That's right, man. Cardinals, you are 6-3 and three at the top of your division. Colin Murray is good, no matter what Jonathan says, that communist bastard. Colts are on top of your division. And I got to say, congratulations. You own our asses. We owe your bitches. Patriots, Bill is still the hoodie with eight Super Bowl rings. Don't give up on him, okay? Don't give up on Cam. I love Cam. Steelers are still undefeated. Congratulations, you may go undefeated. Who knows? Hey, Browns, you're six and three, and in the wild card spot right now for the playoffs. Congratulations. You look like you could be actually a good team. I know I crapped on you all those years, but you're happy this week. Congratulations. And Dolphins, you may have a future dynasty with a Hawaiian quarterback named Tua. He's a good man from Alabama. He won national championships. Fighters are the Heisman. I don't know his whole career, but the man's good. So congratulations, Dolphins. You have a future. Don't fuck him up. And that's the sad fan base, happy fan base. All right, everybody. I hard for me to listen to a week without the Chiefs being in the happy fan base, but we just didn't play. Like a pat on the back. You had a bye week. No, 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 no. I know, I know. I mean, it's just, you know, I, I know why it didn't happen, but I mean, it just, it felt, you know, it just felt weird not hearing it to happy music, you know? I just wanted to point that out. That's all. Uh, it's okay, dude. I mean, you just want me to put them in for the rest of the season? I mean, No, I, no, 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 because we don't always deserve it, you know what I'm saying? Like, I we mean, didn't deserve We didn't do anything. I mean, hey, but you still, like, won, man. You didn't. I mean, we're still happy. Oh, he's, he's in a bye week, and he's like, why are we not a happy family? <laughs> <laughs> 
I do want to be a little whiny bastard. All right, well, speaking of being a whiny bastard, it's about time for us to do some awards this week. Our puppy dog of the week, as well as our 34 of the week. Uh... I know my puppy dog of the week, everybody. Uh, can I get my whimpers, please? One second. Please, yes, please. My, my dog whimpers. Yeah, take your time. Thank you. This is difficult. Yeah. The, the one that's not getting its piece of pepperoni. Yeah, that's right. He has to squeeze the dog first. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Yes, no pepperoni for this. All right, all right. Back dog. off, Duke. Back off. Let off. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on now. Let him have some breathing room. Now, our puppy dog of the week is going to be the Texans organization. This week, the Texans have fired the only female PR person in the whole league. As a matter of fact, she is the minority. Now, there's a lot of speculation on why she was fired. Some say she was fired for political reasons. Now, someone looked up the tweet that was apparently the political problem. It was a tweet about our new vice president, who is female, making her way into office. She's like, oh, wow, the first female vice president, what this means for little girls everywhere. Now, if that's a political statement, it gets your butt fired. My goodness, some people are pissed off they lost. Now, fellas... I'm sure this also fits under everyone else's puppy dogs of the week. Now, how do you really feel about this move by the Texans? I'm mad, man. I'm super mad. And I'm not a political person anymore. I used to be, but uh, I think a lot of it is just the circus. But her saying that the vice president is a woman, a black woman, also part Indian woman. For her to say congratulations to all the little girls that get to look up to her, I have a niece who's who's white, but but can literally look at Kamala Harris and be like, "Yeah, that can be me me too someday, Uncle Seamus." Yeah, yeah, you know what? I'm all fucking for that. It's a joke, dude. The 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 way they fired her too. And in the outreach from the reporters to the players to the staff members, she had the utmost respect in that organization. And they already got rid of McNair, obviously, because he's dead. Who else? Who else is doing this, man? And I just I cannot believe that this happened for literally no reason other than a tweet. I cannot believe it. And and Amy Amy Palchik is her is her name, right? Am I yeah. pronouncing that right? Okay, I Amy Palchik. What she said was so admirable. She said simply in a tweet, on what was arguably the most humiliating day of my life, people showed up. My friends, colleagues, total strangers. PR can often be a thankless job. We live behind the scenes, lifting others up. A great reminder that being a good person matters in the long run. Thank you. Heart emoji. Does that seem like a person you should just up and fire because of a political tweet that had nothing to do with politics and all to do with gender? Uh, here's yeah. the thing, dude. I mean, it. it that's, yeah, she was definitely the bigger person in all of this and does not seem to be in the wrong in any way. It just, I hear there's some very conservative people in 
the Owen Owen Houston. Yeah. O- owning the Houston Texas. What what a yeah. surprise. What right. a surprise. And if that's the reasoning for this, man, I mean that's ridi- that's just again, you're sore losers and this is a new type of bigotry. You know what I'm saying? It's disgusting. It's disgusting what that they literally fired her for being a woman, and I hope she I hope she has lawsuits lined up. I do. Fuck Houston. Dude, man, it is the big bigotry. Sexism is that, dude. People love to be sexist, though, man. I mean, it's just one of those. But, but, but like, I'm not saying that they weren't being sexist. I'm just saying, like, this is like this is a new way of doing it. Like, in 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 just like, in in a light of which she's just being a very positive person. You know, they're going positive woman, and in a man's game, in a man's world, you have to understand that too. Like. She is the only head of PR that is a woman in the NFL. Guess how many are left? None. And she was the best at what she did. Even J.J. Watt took to Twitter and said it was a mistake, basically. surprises me, though, because, like, I feel like they would just do what ESPN did if they're, like, keep going up there so people can have a good face to look at, you know? I mean, I'm just saying, like, I'm real surprised that it's only, like, especially PR seems like a woman's type of industry where they could really be, like, really excel at it because the lovable create a good image for the team because they are the face of the team when it comes to the media, you know? And I feel like that's just really... Because they're, they're not men that are angry over nothing? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Okay, say- I, wanted, I wanted to solidify what you said. It's not just that... I don't think I, what, they could excel because I want women to excel in any type of job that they have. I mean, that's not sexist, is it? I don't mean, I must be like, you know. Look, look, we can we can all just basically say that the Texans organization is trash, and they are definitely the the puppy dogs of the week. You look bad on the field now, you look bad elsewhere. But do we have a thirty-four of the week this week? You're right. I got a thirty-four of the week. Yes, yeah, so that's right. bad. It's the award a week goes to. I'll play a little clip. Jonathan may recognize it. But I don't know. I've been manically depressed for the past couple of years. I just feel like I need a serious change. I'm going to kill my sights. I want to team up with Mac because he seems stupid enough to do anything. I'm good. Go get us some slaves. And I'll finish out on that. Yes, it is. Day DeVito's birthday today. He is 75. This man has been a part of my whole life with on shows like Warning Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest, Third movie. Twins, what are those? Batman Returns. But the most important thing that he's ever done is probably the most important piece of television history ever. And that is Always Sunny in Philadelphia. That <laughs> is the greatest com- comedi- comedic show of all time. And it makes look it makes Seinfeld look like crap. It makes Kubia uh-huh. look like crap. But hey. that, you know, is Frank Reynolds, who is the man that just says it like it is, man. I mean, one of my favorite quotes ever was, "You're either the doopy or the duper. The children, you're the doopies." Yeah, dude. I quoted that recently to people, and I was like, right around the election, they were like, "Damn." I was like, "Yep." Yep. <laughs> wisdom and Dave Vito single-handedly brought that show back by coming onto the show and actually he saw the show originally 
and thought it was badass. It actually wanted to be a part of it, and they brought him in to be Sweet D's and Dennis's father, who turns out to not to be their father, but still a great show. So happy birthday, 75 years old. Danny, um, you've been in everything I ever loved, and I appreciate you. So you got 34 a week, buddy. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I love that Danny video. You know what's funny? I love that show, but he made me watch it. No, I mean, I was watching it from the get-go, and I continue to watch it. Now that I've seen his naked ass, I don't know <laughs> if I like, feel good about it. I mean, I'll be seeing it again soon because it's the Christmas episode and Christmas is coming up. So I'll be seeing Danny DeVito's naked ass for Christmas as I traditionally do. That's right, man. When he crawls out of the couch, fully naked. Yeah. And sweating profusely. But, you know, he's committed, man. You got to appreciate that. It's probably He probably was actually sweating. Oh, I'm sure he was. And that definitely was him naked because you can't fake that. Well, that was another episode of the Ricky Williams Trilogy, everybody. Make sure you find us on different platforms. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook. Also find us on Twitter, uh, YouTube. Also, you can find us on Spotify or iTunes or whatever you find your podcast. You know, whatever platform. Also find us under the Fumble Rooski Sports Blanket, everybody, where you can also find things like Money Mouth, our sports podcast where we gamble and we make a little bit of money for your pocket. Also, folks, uh, let's see. Is there anywhere else they can find us? Mm, I don't think so. I think we're good. If you want to, you know, follow us to our car, but, hey, we can't promise we won't tase you. All right, anything you'd like to say before we head out, guys? Go Titans, man. Go Patriots, baby. And, of course, go Chiefs, led by the beautiful biracial Patrick Mahomes, who has a little one on the way. <laughs> he didn't say Super Bowl champion, and I'm super excited about that.